Hello, and welcome to the Lost Hero Podcast. This is your weekly podcast for all sorts of conversation about entertainment and uh, the ver- and its various forms. Um, but as usual, we're going to be talking about movies. Um, and as has been sort of a running theme for this three-week chunk that we are in, <laughs> we are going to be talking about the Oscars. Um, and joining me to do this, as usual, is my co-host, Eric Sayor. Welcome to the award show that's better than the Oscars, except there's no <laughs> awards and there's no show, but it's a fun time. There's an award show in our heads. Yes, and, exactly. Uh, it's a very good show. Um, and again, as usual, I don't remember if I did introduce myself, but I am Arlen Haro. Um, so yeah, we went through and sort of did our own nominations for what we thought the Oscars should be. Um Added a couple of awards that we think are better yeah. than uh, what are currently there. So, yeah, that's so, the show. Yeah. We're, I basically stole this idea from Giant Bomb, where they just debate their um, video game awards every year on the air. It's a good thing to listen to. I think it's interesting to see like how people rank stuff and how they pick their winners. So that's basically what we're going to do. We have like a bunch of nominations and a bunch of awards and we'll just be cutting stuff out, picking one winner, two runner-ups in most categories. Some category will just be one thing or nothing. Who knows? There's a few surprises. Yeah. Yeah. few surprises, but they should be fun surprises. The best kind of surprise. Yes. Um, so yeah, we yes. didn't actually talk about this before, but do we want to start at the bottom or the top? Do we yeah, want sure. to... Let's start at the bottom. All right. Yeah. All the way to the bottom at best score and soundtrack, um, which is sort of a a combination award because yeah, yeah, yeah. Because those awards are very confusing, yeah. which is something we brought up in our last episode that it's not really. It's not really clear what that means and how the two things are really that different. Um, yeah, yeah. Even the way that they're sold yeah. sometimes. Yeah, it's it's a lot about how the music is used, rather, and the quality of the music itself. But like, it's the right combination of both. And mm-hmm. sometimes the movie has an incredible score, and sometimes it's just the right songs used at, used at the right time, and it makes you mm-hmm. discover songs, and you want to keep listening to them again and again just because they bring to mind that feeling that you had watching the film. Um, so yeah, that's how, that's how we, we picked those, uh, picked our nominees. Uh, so our, the, our movies uh, nominated are uh, Mandy, Suspiria, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, If Bill Street Could Talk, Bumblebee, Black Panther, and Aquaman. Did you put Aquaman on there just because of the, the Pitbull's cover of Africa? <laughs> I mean, partially, yes. But um, so here's the thing. That's a movie that it, it doesn't actually have like a big soundtrack in terms of like, uh, you know, other artists, you know, and like, you know, radio hit songs. But the ones that are there are used very well. And then the score, I think, is magnificent. It's I think it's one of the better DC scores that we've gotten. Um, post the man of steel and all that stuff um so yeah it's it i think it's actually a really strong addition um and i've listened to that score 
a bunch of times. And I do unapologetically love the way that Africa, the Africa cover is used oh, no, in the perfect. context of that movie. It's yes. Perfect. Yeah. I laughed out loud watching the film and it just, exactly. It just works so well. Mm-hmm. Not outside the movie. Outside the movie, it's garbage. But it no, works no, I'll never well. listen to that song on Spotify, whatever. But it, yes, exactly. listening to it in that context is perfect. I feel like our winner is obvious, kind of, and it's Spider Man. I would, like, yes, I would give that to Spider Man. Definitely. Yeah. Um, uh, if we're picking runner ups, uh, give it to I, Mandy. Give it to my winner. Yeah. 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 Mandy. Yeah. yeah Mandy's perfect. Johan Johansson's score is. Yeah. I. I. I, I just want to listen to it all the time. Actually, not all the time, but all the time. Yeah. I mean, in, I'm in one very specific mood. Exactly. Uh, Bumblebee is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I'll, I'd cut that. Probably, and if if, if Bill Street could talk, yeah. I put that on there because I feel like it's more about when the score is used and the yeah. the the right mix of like uh, imagery and sound and this and the score fitting really very well together. But it's not, I don't think it I'd consider it the best score by itself. Um, yeah, yeah, and I would say that there there is a there is actually quite a bit of outside popular artists radio stuff from the time period um but i wouldn't say that it goes beyond what you'd expect from a period movie like songs like that they help set you in the world of the movie um and sometimes they do a really exceptional job of doing that and sometimes they just do the bare minimum of helping the movie feel Mm -hmm. alive and in that period of time and in that decade and i wouldn't say that does go above or beyond in that way um so yeah yeah i think that's that's a good two good cuts there um so it's a so either susperia or black panther yeah Uh, yeah i know you really like the black panther score the the score more than the soundtrack yeah i probably do that's but it's just because the the soundtrack really isn't my kind of music (laughs) like it's just not what i listen to i I barely listen to music at all really that's that's the thing um a lot of it isn't memorable to me yeah yeah exactly yeah i i i I love kendrick lamar and i think the those a lot of those songs are just really good and some are just kind of disappointing weirdly yeah but the the all all of the stars all the stars is just a really great song. Song uh, is very good. Yeah. I just yeah. like that Tom York soundtrack. That sounds like it doesn't fit at all in the film, but when you watch the movie, it's right. just perfect. It's like haunting. It stays with you because you wouldn't expect like his scores rarely have voices, but mm. his voice in that context is just perfect. Yeah, there's something about Tom York specifically. His he sounds like he's from a different era, um, in general. Just his voice, um, and I think that there's something about that 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 again, as I said, it lends to setting the place of where the movie is, um, even if his voice doesn't necessarily match 
what you would assume that movie should sound like. Um, but it just, I don't know. I, I think it really does do a good job of sort of cementing you into the when and where of the movie in, in some very interesting ways. And just thematically what some of the songs are about um, goes a long way. So, yeah. 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 I definitely would keep that for sure. Okay, so let's say Spider-Man is the winner and our Suspiria and Mandy are our runner-ups? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Perfect. Let's move on to our next category. Best Cinematography. And I'll read this one. Uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. Uh I should have looked up the cinematographer, but I'll do that later. Mandy, uh, Suspiria, Widows, Roma, and If Beale Street Could Talk. Uh, this is a strong category. Yeah. Like, and yeah. Only one of these, these movies is nominated at the Oscars, actually. Yeah, it's kind it's of, it's a little bit sad because there are yeah. a couple of them where I think they really could have given Mission Impossible. Um, this i think at least as a nomination i feel like you know it is the it is not the oscars responsibility to reward big budget movies but it is their responsibility to make sure that we acknowledge big budget movies that are better than what the bare minimum is like we we understand that there are some of these movies that truly are just great aside from how much yeah. money they made um, and I think that they should be recognized. They should be put into the hall of great films. Um, yeah, I, I feel like it's hard for a bigger movie, a, a blockbuster, to be recognized at an award show like the Oscars uh, without having any like strong political message. Mm. Um, yes. When it's only great because the action is great. It's because... Mm. It's, Right, the last one before Black Panther was Mad Max, and that's a movie that's uh, that doesn't hide from its politics. Mm -hmm. um, before that, even uh, Avatar, again a movie that's while it's kind of clumsy at talking about like the environment, it does that still. And yeah. if it wasn't about that, it wouldn't have been like uh, I don't think it would have gotten like the same uh, award season buzz that it did at that time. Yeah. So, True. so a movie that's just action is in the same way we talked about Last Jedi last year, and that's a movie that's like a blockbuster, mm -hmm. but so well done in every extent from the cinematography to like how it, the script and how it deals with its themes. Uh, it's not <laughs> like it's Star Wars, so it's not going to get nominated in in. The Osc the Oscars post like the seventies. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. And then so, uh, some of these other ones, I think they just didn't get nominated because they're horror movies. Like that's yeah. why Mandy and Suspiria didn't get credit because the Oscars doesn't like horror. Um, they just don't. Yeah. It's it's a thing. Um, yeah. Get Out so, got, a, got awards because it's a psychological horror. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, I, I, I really love the Widow's cinematography, how it's shot. I think it's like mm -hmm. uh, 
it's it's just a I can think about still specific scenes because of just how they were shot and how the camera was not moving at all and like when she when uh, Val Davis goes to give her dog to be like uh, watched over and it's shot from the mirror of the car it's it, it it's beautiful it's still like it's shot through a mirror and it's still like perfectly framed and it just looks incredible there's a lot of interesting choices yeah. Um, yeah. which don't take you out of the movie. Um, but if you're uh, if you're an attentive viewer, they are obviously choices, and they 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 give you a sense that the person making the movie had an idea and had a you know they had intent when they were making the movie, um, which is always I think that's always a good thing. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, and like if Bill Street could talk is like. We talked, uh, Roma, I don't feel like we need to talk about because we did that during the yeah. Oscar episode. But uh, If Bill Street Could Talk is a movie that's so good at shooting close up faces. <laughs> like, <clears throat> yes. No, it's true. It's like, uh, yeah. I actually was listening to uh, the, the Directors Guild podcast where uh, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson interviewed Barry Jenkins about the film. And he, he himself was like, I'm jealous of how you're basically the best right now at doing close-ups of, of faces. Because every time you see, like, um, see uh, uh, those two young characters, you see you see the zoom on their face, and it's all, all the acting is in the eyes. It's most beautifully shot, and it just... It just well, and I think no movie does. Nothing I've watched recently does like face close-ups as well as that. Yeah, I I have to agree with that wholly. Um, yeah. That and that movie's use of color is um, really really great, and it's it's easier for a movie set in a that's a period piece to either go either pull back on the colors and really desaturate things um, or just go the exact opposite way and just go like super, super bright and super like uh, overexposed and just, you know, almost annoying, you know, but this is a movie where it, it picks and chooses its colors and it knows what's going to accentuate the time period again really bring you into when the movie takes place um but also just what's going to make a good shot and what's going to feel good on screen and again not be overbearing or goofy i would i would i struggle not to say um so yeah yeah so what's your, your what's your favorite um of these, I would have to say Beale Street. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Beale Street, and my runner-up is Mandy. That's that's what I that's what yeah. I'd say. Okay, let's say yeah. I love. I want. I love Widows over probably anything else, but I, I think. Yeah, let's say Beale Street and Widows and Mandy as runner-ups. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We can move on to our our next category, which I'm gonna skip a few to that we'll get back to, 
and it's a uh, best Tom Hardy of twenty. <laughs> <laughs> best Tom Hardy of the year. And this yes. year we had two great Tom Hardys. We had uh, Logan Marshall Green in Upgrade. <laughs> Logan Marshall yes. Green playing Tom Hardy playing a character in Upgrade. Kind of. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and two Tom Hardys in Venom yes. <laughs> talking together to each other. So mm -hmm. if you like Tom Hardy this year, you're, you're, you have many options. <laughs> Right. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, so this is a this is mostly a joke, but also not really. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and I, this comes up because Logan Marshall Green is going to be mistaken for Tom Hardy a lot in his career for the rest of his life. Like, there's no way. Like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Like, like I feel he got people... cast in the first place because he looked like Tom Hardy. Probably. And he's yeah, been riding right. that train and doing it pretty well. So good mm -hmm. for him. Yeah. And like I I know that there were people who watched uh Spider-Man Homecoming and thought Tom Hardy was in it. Like <laughs> that's a thing. So yeah. Um yeah. but yeah. And also part of this is Venom and Upgrade are very similar movies in, in a lot of ways. <laughs> Um, and it was just very interesting to see these two actors who look almost identical make virtually the same movie um, in a lot in so so many ways like down to plot details in some cases um, so yeah like it's it's yeah and uh, my pick if I had to pick a winner because no matter what there's a, one of these is the runner up uh, I would pick Logan Marshall Green just because um <laughs> But I give Tom Hardy the edge for doing two roles yeah. at the same time. Like, so, yeah. So I, I'd pick uh, Tom Hardy's voice, uh, not his bad voice, as uh, like a bad New Yorker voice, but his good voice. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Eddie Brock. Yeah. The, the uh, yeah. Uh, you gotta learn not to be Eddie, not Eddie Brock, but the <laughs> yeah. Yes. 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 Um. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good pick. <laughs> Either way, good category. Um, great category. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, uh, I don't know what to do from here, but yeah, that's uh. I sure, guess... Let's just go to best screenplay. The yeah. the next one on our list. So uh, our films nominated are Paddington Two, uh, Annihilation, The Death of Stalin, Suspiria, Widows, Roma, If Bill Street Could Talk. Uh, I feel like, yeah, I feel like Annihilation is at least, it's probably, is maybe my favorite those. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. I'm not even sure now. Okay, so if Bill Street could talk is just like, it feels literary when you watch it. And yeah. it uses the words of James Baldwin really well to combine with like the actual dialogue, and it's just like mm -hmm. perfect symbiosis in the writing itself. So yeah. I feel that like that's like at at least a runner up, or if not my winner. Annihilation, oh, is, winner. yeah, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then I would 
think uh, Annihilation is might be one of my runner-ups. Uh, I want to say Death of Stalin. Yeah, um, either they're that or Paddington too, actually. But you haven't yeah. watched that, so uh, still Paddington yeah. too is just like the writing of that movie is just perfect. And, yeah, yeah, and I think that they I, just based off of everything I've heard, both movies are comedies, but they're written comedies, which yeah. is something that doesn't happen anymore because of the uh, the Rogan, uh, uh, what's his face? I can't remember his name. School Frank of Comedy. Yeah, uh, no, the director uh, Apatow. The, okay. the that's, that's write a script, but that's throw away like ninety percent of it. <laughs> um, and that's just see what happens. School of Comedy um, has kind of supplanted like writing a good script that's really funny with really good written jokes that are really well thought out. And I feel like Paddington Do and Death of Stalin both sort of that's part of what makes them so good is that yeah. they are very well written movies. Yeah. Um, I feel like just put I put Death of Stalin now because you haven't seen Paddington, but you should mm -hmm. see it. Yeah, it's on my list. Yeah, it's yeah, literally on my HBO watch list. I just haven't yeah. gotten around to it, but so, yeah, yeah. So and we didn't split uh, adapted and and original yeah. screenplay because we didn't care. Yeah. Also, that's, the, that's just yeah. 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 <laughs> if there were if there were more movies I, I, yeah. that I thought were really well written, I would. Yeah. I think that there's a. I think that's the purpose of that. Yeah. Is to acknowledge more better written yeah. movies but um yeah yeah okay so let's see death of stalin um and then okay so yeah death of stalin beale street and annihilation is what we're sort of yeah yeah with. and yeah. beale street as our as our winner um Awesome. I will go to the best supporting actress while you do that. Yeah. Uh, so, best supporting actress. Um, movie actress who are not uh, in the favorite first. Melissa Simmons, uh, A Quiet Place. Tilda Swinton, uh, Suspiria. Tessa Thompson, Sorry to Bother You. Elizabeth Debicki, Widows. Marina Di Taver, Taverera, Roma, and now actors who are in the favorite are actresses uh, Emma Stone, Olivia Coleman, and Rachel Weiss. Um, so yeah, yeah. Um, so what are we gonna do with those favorite actress? Are they? Uh, here's the thing: <laughs> I they... would remove them all because they're all in the best ensemble. Sure. <laughs> this is this sure. is how okay. I think the Oscar should okay. work. So. so yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like it could be both, but like, I wish yeah. Oscar had both. And I think mm -hmm. like Olivia Coleman could still win Best Actress, and they, the whole movie win Best Sense if the th yeah. three are leads, like in this movie. Uh, I don't know. Yes, I, I think in this movie I would actually. So we can kind of do this part, the favorite part of Best Actress and Best Supporting at the same time. Yeah. I would still give Olivia Coleman Best Actress, but yeah. I don't. I don't like the fact that in the actual Oscars, those three are taking up so many award spaces. Um, yeah, <laughs> it really bothers me. Um, yeah. So, but still, at the same time, I feel like they're that good. Are that good? But again, I would just give them. I would give specifically Stone and Vice best 
uh, ensemble because I think the two of them they are below Coleman in terms of how good they're of a job they're doing and just it's her movie it's it is Coleman's movie even though the yeah. the two characters are fighting for her affection she owns that movie um, so I would give her best actress and I and I would remove so I would remove all of them from supporting leave Emma and uh, no Emma and, and Stone or no, Emma Stone and Rachel Weiss from Best Actress and just okay. on and my just give it right now Best, best Ensemble to that movie because it deserves yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, that works for me. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I talked about Marina de Tavira. I don't think uh, I I like her, but I just feel like mm. the the ones the three performances. That were the best for me. Um, uh, supporting actress wise was uh, Milton Simmons, Tilda Swinton, and Elizabeth Debicki. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I, I love me some Taz Thompson, but I gotta agree wholeheartedly yeah. with those picks. Yeah, um, I feel like yeah. uh, Sorry to Bother doesn't do that much with Tessa Thompson. I feel like the, the, it's yeah. a movie that could use her better. Yeah, I agree. She's yeah. she's just shown herself to be very good yeah. overall, so it's sort of one of those situations. Um, and yeah. and I did I, I talked a lot about Isabel Debicki when we talked about Widows during our top ten. So uh, I just mm. think she has like a presence, and I love that the movie lets her just be kind of a fuck up, but also grow as a character. And also be like super tall, taller than anyone else in the movie. Yes, yes. So, so very and, tall. Yeah, and it gives her just a presence that I, works well for her. All right. Do we want to do best actor now? Um, yeah. So I'll read this one. Uh, Michael B. Jordan, uh, my Adam Driver, Daniel Kaluuya, uh, Nicholas Holt. Uh, and uh, Sam Elliott. Um, yeah, these are the these are basically the people who are actually nominated. No, no, two of these people are new, but uh, but the other three are from the actual because the best supporting actor category is pretty strong this year for the most part. So yeah, yeah like the Oscar one is all right. I I I, I forgot to put like. I would put and remove uh, Richard E. Grant in Can You Ever Forgive Me? Because I love him in that. Uh, He's good in that movie. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, I don't think I'd give him one of the top three spots. Right. Um, I feel like Michael B. Jordan has to be on there and yeah. uh, Kaluya has to be on there. Because, yes. yeah, Kaluya and Widows is terrifying and incredible. It's that mm-hmm. that man can act so many different things like he's perfect basically. he's the perfect actor i've 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 been in love with him since uh his black mirror episode actually um and he's just he's every role he does i like him more and more as an actor and um yeah yeah he's just he's great um he was actually and he was in black panther too um and he was pretty good in in the parts of that where he really got to show his ability yeah uh yeah uh so yeah i I don't know this is a very strong category the only person 
I can remove offhand is maybe Sam Elliott. Yeah. Um, yeah, I put because, him on there because I really liked him, but I don't yeah. care about that movie that much. So, also, he's kind of just playing Sam Elliott, which. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that. Yeah. Um. And then I would, even though I, put, I think I put Nicholas Holt on there, I would remove him just because, I don't know if he does anything amazing. Yeah. He's just, he's just, just really fun when he's on screen. Is what I, I feel say. yeah, I feel like I just really like Nicholas Holt in everything these days, right. and he's just doing weirder and weirder stuff. Mm-hmm. Like the, when I first the, heard of yeah. him, it was for like that zombie love movie, uh, uh, yeah. Warm Bodies that right. actually isn't that bad, but still, it's like I love just watching him be in great movies and play weird roles, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, he's the he's the other person I would probably yeah. cut. Yeah, Adam. Yeah, Adam Driver is. I think like, I don't know. I love him. He's just so magnetic. He. He steals the screen. He's like. I don't know. It's, it's weird because he, it's he's so different than any, other actor. I feel like physically, and yeah. in his yeah. presence, but it's still like. It still has like a, a a charisma that since I've like I wasn't sure about him when I first watched The Force Awakens, but now I think he's perfect for that role. But this when I watched uh, Patterson that I just fell in love with him. Yeah, he he simultaneously is one of the most relaxed and intense actors that has ever existed, um, and that that makes him. Incredibly interesting on screen. Um, the fact that he can be, he 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 can play nonchalant in such a in so many great ways. You know, I I always think of there's this moment in the Last Jedi where the way he says like, "Well, you're not you're not here right now. You're not doing this by yourself." Like, it's a very simple thing of like, "You're not powerful enough to do that." And it's like a really throwaway line, but the way he delivers even that is just like this is the force and I'm barely even, a, I'm not even a master, but I know this. Um, I don't know. Something about that. Just, it just, it sticks with me. Um, the way that he can sort of, yeah. uh, uh, inhibit these characters and really like, I get the sense that in that moment, it's him coming through, but it's just adding to the character. It's not him being lazy or jumping out of character for that moment um so yeah yeah and he's he but any he, he brings that to everything the way that he reacts to being accused of not caring enough about uh the the situation that is going on during black Klansmen and that whole and the whole undercover operation um just the way that he reacts to it and the way that he plays that is very subtle he never overplays it um in and I really enjoy his performance in that movie. Um, yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah. So yeah. So okay, what's her winner? Um, this is actually harder. Um, actually, the guy winner is actually really hard. Uh, uh, Want to give it to Michael B. Jordan? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I'd agree just because of the the weight of that performance and how it shines in a movie where everyone is just an incredible actor. Yeah, 
Yeah, he's in a movie full of some of the best actors of his generation and of his race and so on and so forth. And he he's fantastic in it. Um, so yeah, he's 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 great in that movie. Um and also like he uh he caused a young woman to break her retainer. Uh so yeah, I mean that's <laughs> so yeah uh he's he's my winner um so let's go to best actress now if you want to read that one yeah okay uh uh, natalie portman in annihilation Uh, matilda anna ingrid lutz uh in revenge dakota johnson in suspiria viola davis in widows uh yalitza aparicio in Roma, uh, Olivia, Olivia Coleman for the favorite, uh, Helena Howard in Madeline's Madeline, uh, Kiki Lane if Bill Street could talk, uh, Nicole Kidman in Destroyer, and Sissy Spachek in The Old Man and the Gun. Yes. A, a long category. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. Lots of stuff on here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, so the first person, if I had to knock anybody off, is. Matilda Anna Ingrid Lutz. Um, yeah, sure. Um, which says nothing about her performance in that movie because she's very good in it. Um, but yeah, um, I feel like she's just a great newcomer that I wanted to just highlight mm-hmm. because she does a lot in that movie. Like she's by herself for most of it, and yes, and she kills it. And it's not like the type of movie that gets a lot of like uh, recognition for awards but i think it's mm. kind of it kind of deserves at least some of it and i'm gonna look this up before i say it but i believe she's primarily a model before this movie yeah yeah um, i think so too yeah and that's i mean depending on what country you're from that does change it does change but in america that means you probably don't have a lot of acting ability yeah. and you're you're going to start off and you're going to have a very good screen presence and you'll be pretty and you'll grow into being an actor. That's, that's kind of, that's, that's at least what that means here. Um, so she, and she definitely has that. She has a great screen presence and she does a lot of very intense work in one of her first big roles. It looks like. Um, so yeah, she's impressive on all those levels, I will say. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Kiki Lane, I really like, uh, but I don't feel like it's like her. I feel like she works best in the ensemble than she does uh, her performance, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of it is in the voiceover for me. Uh, yeah, because like she kind of plays two versions of that same character: an older, uh, older, more mature version that narrates after the mm. fact and like the younger version on screen and I think that the economy is great but I don't I, I wouldn't put her as best actress right uh, and I, I would almost include her as part of why the screenplay works yeah um yeah. because voiceover is something that you're told not to even put in your screenplay on film and she just makes it work um so I, I would almost not even credit I mean, not that I wouldn't credit her. I think she is part of why it works, but yeah, it's 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 complicated. But I would not give the rest of her performance that necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's 
it's more directing and editing and how that's used in the context of the movie. Um, so yeah, but good call on the ensemble part. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Just because I haven't seen it, I would not Kidman out, but I I, tr- I trust everybody who said that she's great in that, just based off yeah. of what I, I've seen. I think you'll be the... I, I'm not sure what you'll think, actually, of the latest movie, because it's a movie about... Like, she... She plays a woman that's basically destroyed her own life, kind of, and mm. hasn't ever been able to get out of that. And she's like, she's an old cop with a daughter that hates her, and she wants to protect her daughter, but has no, like, actually no relationship with her. And it's, mm. it's just uh, her portrayal is the way she. Like again, I, I'm gonna reference the the DJ podcast because it was uh, Christopher Nolan uh, interviewing Karen Kuzama about Destroyer. Mm. A, again, an incredible show worth uh, an episode worth listening to if after you watch the movie. And she like she talks about how Nicole Kidman built this walk around walking like a coyote, like oh. having kind of a limb but a limb that feels dangerous and just like the. The physical presence she has is incredible. I, I I agree that there's like a few that I like more than her. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe I'll yeah. leave her on for now. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to make a cut. I'm just going to cut uh, Elena Howard for Madeline's Madeline. I, okay. I don't know if you know what that movie is. Uh, I've looked it up. Okay. It's, I don't think I'm gonna get a chance to see it anytime soon. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Elena Howard is another like teenage newcomer that's just steals the show in this movie, playing uh, a character uh, dealing with mental illness and being exploited for it, and then uh, just taking control of her own narrative. That's the way I'd put it, and it's. Uh, she she's just incredible and mesmerizing, and I, uh, I I just don't think it stays because you haven't. I I just don't. I don't know if I can say it stays on this list though. Okay. Yeah. I I definitely recommend this movie. Uh, it almost mm. made my my top ten. Like it's. Just, I need. I I think it's a movie that if I rewatch a couple of times, it's gonna stay as a favorite. But I just mm-hmm. watched it once, and it's just a really harrowing experience to watch. Time it's very, it's very weird. Um, I haven't seen the old man and the gun. Sissy Spacek. Yeah. yeah, I just really wanted to uh, shout out Sissy Spacek. Uh, she's a she's a really good in it. Um, it's a very. I mean, it's it's not like a super deep performance, but uh, she does a lot with very little. And her and uh, how am I forgetting his name? Uh, the secret villain of Captain America: Winter Soldier. Uh, I'm well, I'm blanking. But uh, the two of them are very good in the movie. Robert Redford and her. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it was just an interesting performance, and it stuck with me. I think about their scenes together a lot when I think about that movie when I'm trying to 
repress the fact that Casey Affleck is in that movie and <laughs> pretend that he's not in it. Um, so yeah, um, that's uh, but we can cut it uh, if we need to. Um, I will not be offended yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, let's uh, see. That's a it's a really hard category. I I. I think I'd cut Natalie Portman. I would cut her and Viola yeah. because they're better ensemble picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, okay, that's why I would cut both of them. Yeah, let's um, do that. Uh, and then we're left with uh, uh, Dakota Johnson, Yalitza Paricho. Uh, Olivia Colman, mm -hmm. Nicole Kidman, and Sissy Spacek. Spacek. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm feeling that we should just cut the ones that we haven't both each seen yeah. at this point. I think that that's a, that's a smart sure. way to do it. Um, sure. Like, uh, I kind of want to put Nicole Kidman over Yalitza. Okay. Maybe if, <laughs> if you feel strongly about it, I support you in this decision. Yeah. I don't know. My it's, other it's alternative, hard... yeah. My, my other yeah, alternative like... is cutting Dakota Johnson because, again, that movie's a very good ensemble pick. So that's that's my but, other thing. Yeah, I but I think we put Tilda in supporting, and I think mm -hmm. Dakota deserves even more to be on stress. I think that's fair. I, I never thought Dakota Johnson was like particularly good mm -hmm. <laughs> before watching that movie and just being blown away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Um, okay. She's very good in that movie. Yeah. Okay, let, let's just do cut the last two. Yeah, let's mm -hmm. do that. Let, let's, okay, I think Yalitza's performance isn't like as maybe large mm -hmm. i'd say larger than life as other nominees but I, it's all in the subtlety and it feels like you're watching a real person and it's right and she 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 gives the movie a heart that i think no i don't i don't see any any other uh like i couldn't see any Hollywood actress played that role as well as she did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is Olivia I, Coleman our winner? Yeah, I'd give I'd give her the winner. Yeah. Um, but this is a harder harder one for. Uh, I would give it yeah. to Dakota also as well, but I'm gonna give it to Olivia just because. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I agree. All right. Let's do best actor. Best I actor. would uh, this one. Uh, Jacqueline, Jacqueline Phoenix. Uh, Logan Marshall Green, again. Uh, David Diggs. Uh, John David Washington. Uh, Nicholas Cage. Zane Al-Rafea. Al Al-Rafea. Um, Lakeith Stanfield. Uh, John Cho, Ethan Hawke, Robert Redford, and John Huston coming back from the dead to get a to get a ticket a nomination. <laughs> I, I'm sure it's an honor for. Him. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I 
I want to go through. Okay, no, it's it's. I, I was gonna say, I feel like there's like four that are just our favorites, and then we mm-hmm. can, like, it's it's Joaquin Phoenix, it's Nicolas Cage, it's John Cho, and it's Ethan Hawke. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Those are. I think those are the obvious favorites. Um. That I that I'm willing to yes. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna add John yeah. Houston to that for me personally. Okay. Um, okay. Just, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I I love Azin in Capernaum. Uh, he's he's like watching him feels like watching Antoine in the Four Hundred Blows in a way I haven't ever like the closest thing to that performance is exactly that he he plays a kid he, he is a kid that comes from like the the Capernaum is a movie set in Lebanon if you don't know it's uh, mm. about a kid that has no uh, paper a kid that's raised by his family but he has basically no papers no birth certificate nothing so he's he's considered not like he can't leave the country he can't do any can't have uh, access to very few social services available in Lebanon because he's basically not alive right okay uh and he plays that kid that's basically uh, the movie starts and ends on him uh suing his parents for having him <laughs> it's it's a very hard movie to watch it's uh especially f- for b uh as uh as someone that recognizes the neighborhoods because i drove through them as somebody that knows like that has seen kids like that that's it's it's very hard it's a very hard movie to for me it was a very hard movie to watch, and I feel like it's it it does a lot. I think it's not a, like a perfect film, but I think his performance is what makes that movie work. He's a kid that feels exactly like a kid because he's just kind of playing himself. He feels mature in the same way again as I I, I as um he gives the same he has the same charisma that 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 Antoine in 400 blows and i think that's like my best way to talk about that performance uh but i i don't feel it's like i just wanted to talk about it because for me it's very important but i i i i'm i'm very much okay cutting it right yeah now it sounds like an interesting movie and i always I was like shouting out movies that maybe people yeah. haven't heard about. Yeah. For, so yeah. Um, yeah. Um, we talked about, uh, I don't know. I, we talked about like it's sense of a field when we talked about Sorry to Bother You in our top 10 episode. I think he's basically perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing for John David Washington. Um, yeah. Who yeah. kills it in that movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a, he's he's he again. He's 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 an actor who I I don't know what it is for me, but he just he drew me into the movie and made 
he he helped set the time. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, he yeah. set he helped set the period. And again, getting really deep into the setting and feeling that the setting is correct and all that that goes a long way towards making a movie just work. Um, and he does a lot for that. He really helps you buy into the illusion of the movie taking place in the seventies. Um, and he goes, of he does a lot to sell that. Um, and also he just, he, he makes that real person seem like a very fun guy that you would want to hang out with, which is really interesting. When you look up the actual person, you're like, eh, I don't know if I would want to hang out with him. Um, so yeah. Um, it's, it's a very interesting and very strong performance. Um, so yeah. Um, uh, I don't know what. Okay, I'm cutting the Keith. Yeah, I'm Fair. cutting. I'm cutting Logan Marshall Green. We talked about a bunch. Nails that, but this is a I, very good job. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, he's good. Yeah. Like he, he's good, but I don't think he's one. Uh, and I'm cutting uh, David David Diggs from uh, Blind Spotting, too, which I think is great. He's great in the movie, but I think it's also the movie being great around him mm-hmm. more than his performance. I I don't know. He's he's really really. I just don't think he, he's not like one of my favorites yeah yeah he's good uh, in a lot of stuff um he's good in yeah. velvet buzzsaw actually um oh which uh yeah i haven't seen yet um so uh how's robert redford he's he's very good in the movie he there's a charm that he has in that movie um and it might just be that i i really appreciate movies where old men do a really good job Um, but um yeah he's 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 very good in the movie and again i have to bring up case the fact that casey affleck is in the movie he made it bearable that casey affleck is kind of his foil um he made it like almost okay um <laughs> to watch this person who i kind of just don't like anymore as a, as a human being um but he made it bearable and doable so yeah very good performance um but at the same time i would understand if we had to cut him because this is a hard one this is a hard category to really nail down and remove anybody from so yeah um, uh, even yeah, okay. though I put him on here, I would maybe cut John Houston, even though I think he does a fantastic job. Yeah, I th- in that movie. Um, okay, so we can leave him for now. Yeah, is is Nicolas Cage our winner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, <laughs> like, I, yeah. I, I think for us, it's the best performance of the year. Right. Right. Yes, and it's. I think it's the movie that definitely is gonna. It's gonna bring people back to paying attention to him. A lot of people are yeah. gonna reevaluate Nicolas Cage after that movie, after seeing it. Um. So he has to be the winner. 
So he's safe, is what I'm saying right now. Um, so yes, definitely. Um, uh, yeah. Who, not a hard who, one. Yeah, yeah. Who would your other two be? Like, I Ethan think. Hawk yeah. Is one of my runner ups. Yeah. Definitely. For me, I, th- I think it's Joaquin Phoenix. Probably. It's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I love John Show in Searching. And I, I, yeah. I, I, I think he's. I think John Show is an actor that should have been like. He, he should have been one of the big ones, you know, from that generation. Yes, he should be getting nominated every other year, as far as I'm concerned. And the fact that he doesn't is... Eh, or he but... should be leading a franchise. Yeah, definitely. He should have his own Marvel... He should be a, like a Marvel superhero, yeah. basically. Like when we talk about something people... like that, yeah. Yeah, like when we talk about people to replace Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible... John Cho should come up. Like I, yeah. I totally believe that. <laughs> so I, I always think about that uh, tweet from, uh, I think the the reviewer Walter Chow. I don't know if it was just a tweet or an article. Um, uh, he that said that he should have played uh, played a grown up uh, short round in Indiana Jones four, and it should have enhanced his franchise after that. And yes. I think about that a lot, and I think about a world. We'd get good Spielberg adventure films featuring John Cho. Yeah. I'm, and, and I miss yeah. that world. Yeah, there's a lot of things that could and should be happening. Um, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I agree with your, with your first save that you said, and I stand behind Ethan Hawke, so if, if there are two more that I have to cut... Right. It's uh, the two Johns here. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so, uh, so Nicholas Cage wins with uh, Joaquin Phoenix and Ethan Hawke. Yeah. I don't feel like we need to talk about Ethan Hawke a lot because we did that uh, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. Go listen yeah. to that. We don't uh, need to defend any of these three. Yeah, these exactly. three are these yeah. three are great and. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel um, like if we're talking about, about like our favorite films from that this year, those are them. Those are the three. Yes, yeah. that are, like... are, are our favorite. Not films, but uh, their favorite performances from our favorite films. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's fair. All right, so I guess we go to best scene or sequence. Yeah. Um, and I can read that. Uh, so the Scream Bear from Annihilation, uh, the Puerto Rico scene from Beale Street, uh, the Red Death uh, sequence uh, from Suspiria, um, Leap of Faith slash the train fight from Spider-Man of the Spider-Verse, Into the Spider-Verse, uh, the reveal, uh, sorry to bother you, because um, we're gonna need to go into spoilers when we get to that yeah. to that one. Uh, delivery, a quiet place. Uh, fish in a barrel, hold the dark. Uh, the Italy fight, Aquaman. 
Flying Through the Universe, First Reformed, and The Bathroom Fight from Mission Impossible Fallout. Uh, yeah. It's a very strong category. So, yeah. yeah. I feel like we should almost have, like, <laughs> that's a category we should split it to, like, drama and action. Yeah, I, th- you know what? Let's do that. Let's do that, actually. That's, yeah. that's, um, Hmm. I don't want to just say drama and action, though. Um, yeah. I want to say, like, a... say, hmm. blood pumping and, and like, a, how to say, emotionally resonant. I don't know. Something like that. Uh, like, something that's like more. Uh... Say dramatic. Yeah. And, dramatic and. Um spectacle yeah okay no that's perfect yeah so yeah oh or yeah you can type them in if you want to um but yeah um so puerto rico would be dramatic yeah red death is kind of both um the reveal is definitely dramatic um okay so if we go let's start with spectacle and then we can Try to yeah. pick like spectacle for me. It's the, actually the one for sure. No, two for sure. I think is the bathroom fight and um, Italy fight. Yeah, yeah. Mission yeah. Impossible and Aquaman. And then it's it's either it's and then it's the bear. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like I, I love that that sequence in Spider Man, but I think it's just like Spider Man is just like twenty amazing sequences. Right. It's really so. It's it's both. It's the train fight, but it's also his last moment with Peter that I'm really talking about there, where he's where he it, it's the callback and it's the you won't Peter you won't know, and then he says it's a leap of faith, and it's that exchange. It's the not bad kid. Um, it's that that I'm really, yeah, you know, so yeah, um, uh, yeah, let's see. So, what's our spectacle winner? Is it the bear? Um, <laughs> or is it the, me, the yeah, yeah, for me, it might actually be the Italy fight, um, yeah. but yeah, yeah, it might be the bear also. Could sure. be other one. I'm I'm fine giving it to either. Like I love the bathroom fight too, but I I think it's like again kind of like in Spider Man, uh, one amazing action scene amongst like twelve. Right, that's the thing. We would almost be better off with some of these making a best action movie category, and yeah. that is a category where it's like I don't really want that actually. I, I do think yeah. that that's kind of like the best animated category where yeah. it's almost more demeaning. Like um, I, I feel like if we do something like that, it's like best best um, fight choreographies, mm-hmm. and I feel like we haven't watched a- enough uh, Southeast Asian movies this year to call that a word. Right. Yes, and I think part of my impetus for best scene or sequence yeah. is that I feel like this is the kind of award that the Oscars yeah. would allow. Um, yeah. the, I don't think that they would ever allow a best choreography, but. Uh, saying that this scene or sequence is in itself in 
outside of the whole movie is exceptional. Um, I think that that's the kind of thing that they would be willing to do. Um, and it doesn't demean any other categories. It doesn't, and it doesn't demean itself or demean the yeah. movies that those scenes are really in. Um, which is what I'm, again, I'm really trying to avoid the best animated feature category, which I think oh, just yeah, we don't want abuses those movies and keeps some of them out of being where they should be. Yeah. Um, I agree. So what's our dramatic ones? Let, let's say, uh, I, let's give it, I just, I want to give it to the Italy fight because it's if we're saying best spectacle, that's the best spectacle, right? Yeah, yeah. Just on a on a technical level, on just some on, on the scale of it also. And it's a fight where it's really two fights at the same time. Um so that's why I, I yeah, I'd give it to I'd give it to the Italy fight in Aquaman. Italy fight slash chase chase yeah. from Aquaman. Yeah. So yeah. Um, um yeah, and now what? What I would put in best dramatic scene, um, I would put delivery in there for sure. Yeah, um, definitely. Right. Uh, uh, I would put the reveal, um, which yeah. we're gonna go into spoilers here, but the way that they reveal um, horse people. <laughs> Uh, in Sorry to Bother You is just, it's very, very well done. Um, and there's there's plenty of setup in the movie beforehand, and you don't know how that setup is going to play itself out. And if you, even if you are someone who like starts to put the clues together, you're not like, oh, they're going to do horse people. Like There's never a moment in your head where you're, you think that that's going to happen. Um, but then when they do, it's just so shocking and it changes the course of the movie and it does that successfully um it doesn't feel uh unearned um or like a just a total left turn that ruins the movie which it easily could have if it wasn't handled as well as it is so yeah that's why i would put it in there and uh hmm Puerto Rico is my other dramatic addition, but um, unless it's Puerto Rico. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I really love the flying through the universe scene of First Reform. Um, mm. Just the setup of them just lying one on top of the other, and it feels awkward and weird until it just feels natural, and then they're flying. It's For me, it's just a... A, a, a beautiful sequence. Yeah, yeah. It's, but it's I, very yeah, yeah. It it adds to this like transcendentalist feeling that that movie has. Like it just, it's it, yeah. Like there's something very um, uh, psycho psychotropic. About that film, in parts, um, and it—that's where—that's one of the scenes where it really comes in. Um, yeah, that—that's another one that where I would be okay with that one being there as well. Um, yeah. But I, yeah, but, yeah no, um, I, I think you're right with Puerto Rico. I just, yeah, let's put Puerto Rico and actually, I'd give it 
to Puerto Rico. I think if we're talking about like dramatic scenes, that's the one that's just mm-hmm. just so powerful. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. So uh, Puerto Rico from Bill Street, uh, the reveal from and the delivery in a quiet place. Yes. Yes. Um, I just, I did want to address one thing because we had hold the dark on there and uh, oh, yeah, fish in yeah. the barrel. Did you get a chance to see hold the dark? Really? Because um, I don't want to add it to anything because those categories are good. But did you get a chance to watch it at all? Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I saw that movie. Um, I, I'm not sure which sequence you're referencing. The shootout. That's yeah. Okay. Yeah. The shootout yeah. scene, which is a, it's a very very well done shootout. A lot of yeah. tension. A lot of yeah. Yeah, no, very, no, no. That's great. It's it's a it's a. I think Hold the Dark is good. Mm. It's it's a it's a movie I feel like I need to rewatch before. Just it's, it's definitely one of those yeah. one of yeah. those movies. But uh, I just wanted to shout it out because yeah. Netflix releases things and it gets forgotten, uh, or they get and the movies get forgotten. So definitely check that out. Crazy cast, Riley Keough, fucking. Uh, Scarsguard, one of the Scarsguard boys. Um, yeah, just insane cast. Go, go, give it a chance if you haven't haven't seen it yet. Um, and Jeremy Salier, Salier, Salier. I can't. His name is in, uh, very in, hard in, for an English speaker. In my head, it's Saulnier because that's how his name would be pronounced in French. But I don't know if mm-hmm. I think he's French. I think he's just like check. Uh, he does pronounce it is pronounced with an accent. I'm not sure what accent it is. It's not Sonner though, which is what the uh, that's what an English speaker would definitely. Okay, yes, uh, let's call him Sonier because it's a, a, a name that's definitely French. And to call him that, I decided. Yes, that's right. Uh, oh, and Jeffrey Wright is the other actor whose name I was trying to remember. Who is in it? And Jeffrey Wright is fantastic in everything. <laughs> um, he's the reason I watched the whole season of Westworld season one instead of just the pilot. So, yeah. All right. I, I think I sold some people on Hold the Dark. That's that's the real purpose <laughs> of what I was yeah. doing there. Um, okay, let's see. Now, best ensemble. Did you want to read that one? Yes. Uh, sorry to bother you. Uh, the favorite, Annihilation, The Death of Stalin, Bad Times at El Royale, Suspiria, Widows, Black Panther, The Other Side of the Wind, and The Front Runner. Um, where do we start? I don't know where to start on this one. I yeah. I added the front runner just because I wanted to say the cast is really strong, but I can cut it. Or yeah, yeah I'm good with cutting it. But it's it's a very strong cast. Uh, yeah. And Hugh Jackman is also he's a very good lead to that cast. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like Black Panther has a better cast than the performances being given by that cast. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I don't that's, know if it might no, make sense. That's fair. There are some actors in that movie that are, they're not doing their absolute best. They're just doing like good enough. Um, 
Uh, I'm not going to name any names, though. But, yeah, no, that's... So, if you're suggesting that we cut it, I, I agree. I, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. That one can... That can, that can be afforded to be cut. Um, so, yeah. And we already gave it to Michael B. Jordan, who's the one who really, like, like yeah. you said, he stands out in that insane cast. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, I don't know if I think a lot about the performances in Annihilation more than the weird yeah. feel of that movie and like how the actors' performances are kind of fit that feeling, but it's not... Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. It's I don't think hard... I'd give it yeah. that particularly. It's a hard one because I feel yeah. like they're not really actors. They're almost part of the part of the set design in some ways. Like they're part of the cinematography and they're part yeah. of the visual effects, but they are not necessarily acting um, it, because they're not really playing roles. Like. You, you learn about these characters through what they do and how they interact with each other, but they're not characters in the traditional sense because um, you really don't get to know them on these super deep levels um, outside, again, outside of how they act and how they interact with one another. Because um, there's not the same sense of setup and really like endearing you to these characters before they die or become one with the with the entity um so yeah like it's but yeah no so yeah i i, I agree annihilation can be cut um so yeah let's see um my other one is sorry to bother you but i did just want to shout out that the yeah. entire cast of that movie is also very good in very similar ways that the cast of annihilation is good they just make that movie work and they sell the tone of that movie um but I wouldn't necessarily say that they're all doing their absolute best. They're just doing what's good for the movie. Um, Actually, so, yeah. uh, thinking about sorry to what you made me think about uh, Steven Yeun, which mm-hmm. I'd give I'd give him going back. I'd give him like an supporting actor just because he's great yeah. in Burning uh, more than in Sorry to Bother You. Sorry, but. Right. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to mention it because I completely forgot. I think I made that list, this list before watching Burning. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I was yeah. actually surprised he wasn't on there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> after hearing <laughs> about Burning from you before. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Let's see. So we have uh, the favorite: uh, the death of Stalin, bad times at El Royale, Suspiria, the other side of the wind. Uh. For me, uh, the death of Stalin is kind of more about the script doing their heavy lifting. Like everyone's good. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, I think the 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 star of that movie is Steve Buscemi, who's who's just like perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and actually, I would go if I could go back and add anybody. If I if I could add a category, I would actually copy the Golden Globes and do a best comedy category um maybe possibly or best you know best movie where the point is to be fun i guess or i I don't know or i would actually just give him best actor um and i would keep him in my top three but i did not add him before um because i really do i do think the ensemble's pretty good okay it's it's about selling 
the movie, but yeah. compared to all of these, maybe the you know what? Watch. Maybe we leave it and what we do, we leave it for now. Uh, yeah, I'd, I think I'd, I'd maybe remove Suspiria because we gave yeah. awards to Dakota Johnson and and I don't remember any other performances than those two. Like everyone else um, is good, but they're like the. And we did give it to the two. We gave it to the two strongest yeah. actresses in that movie. And I, I, although I do think that that entire cast is very strong for what they were tasked with doing, I thought, yeah, uh, uh, yeah I, just, I thought they were all doing a very good job. But I do agree. Like, there are two leads to that movie, and then everybody else is just very good underneath yeah. them. So, yeah. Yeah. Suspiria, let's, uh, let's go with that. Let's cut that one, I'd say. Um, I feel like this category is basically for a movie that has five leads, kind of, or, or mm-hmm. more than more than two, more than just one male and one. And yeah. I think um, what we have right now is kind of that. Uh, yeah. Well, on that basis, yeah. I would actually cut other the other side of the wind, um, even though I do really enjoy that movie, and I think it it works because of. The actors in that movie yeah. it's it's a lot of character actors who most people wouldn't know um but john houston and the other lead yeah. whose name i'm forgetting who's also a director um they are definitely the leads of that film yeah um but so, you know you could also say orson well is the lead of that film because yeah. <laughs> even though he's not there he yeah. is there at the same time um so yeah let's see Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have uh, the favorite. That's, I think the favorite has to be our winner, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm giving. I'm uh, favorite is my winner. Um, yeah. just because again, the entire cast. Mark Gatiss shows up, and he's he's fantastic in yeah. that movie. Uh, we already talked about Nicholas Holt. He's great. <laughs> Um, the the hooker at the whorehouse and the pimp—they're fantastic. Yes. Um, the 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 random guy that has like that uh, Emma Stone is having sex with, yes. like gets married to. He's just like, uh, he's great too. I don't know. It's like everyone, everyone is like a really good performance, memorable. Mm. Yeah. Um let's see. So here so here's here's my of the, of the two of these four left, of the the two that I might cut are Widows and El Royale. And I'm leaning towards El Royale because I think that whole movie has a lot of good performances, but it's peaks and valleys. Yeah. Um so some of them are really doing a good job like uh uh Carmen, or no, not not Carmen. Um, the woman who's both in Widows and in El Royale, whose name I'm completely blanking on. Um, she's really great in El Royale, but Jeff Bridges is kind of he's doing his Jeff Bridges thing. Um, John Hamm is kind of barely in it. Um, to go to Johnson's sister in the movie, she doesn't really like add much other than 
playing so devoted to Chris Hemsworth, and then Chris Hemsworth is great. I, I, but yeah, I think I'm, what I'm getting at is like half the cast is really, really good, and then the other half is not quite as good, but they still they don't take me out of the movie. So that's why I would cut El Royale, if, <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah I but I don't know. I, I think it's another one that, for me, like is really strong at points, but is also like kind of, um, how uh, kind of like a Black Panther, and that it's just mm-hmm. a bunch of great actors doing their thing, and not doesn't right. ever be more. It isn't ever more than that. It feels maybe like a. In that way, a bit like this year's uh, Baby Driver, which is just a bunch sure. of actors doing their thing, a bunch yeah. of really good actors being like, yes, and serving really and serving good. the script also. Yeah, exactly. Ser- serving the script very well. Like again, my standouts would be Hemsworth and yeah. the kid who looks a lot like Tom Holland. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, yeah. anyways, uh, I, I'd be okay with uh, yeah. El Royale being yeah. cut. It's, so, uh, um, the favorite gets the award, uh, with the sense of Stalin and Widows. Um, yeah, best uh, director, um, uh, uh, Alex Garland for Annihilation. Lynn Ramsey for You Were Never Really Here, Christopher McCurry for Mission Impossible Fallout, Panos Cosmatos for uh, Mandy, Chloe Zhao for The Rider, Luca Guadagnino for Suspiria, Steve McQueen for Widows, Alfonso Cuaron for Roma, uh, Barry Jenkins for If Bill Street Could Talk, and Paul Schrader for First Reformed. Um, yeah. Hmm. Okay, so I almost so I'm gonna propose something. We, we, we talked about all these movies, and I say, what do you think about Lynn Ramsey, Chris McCurry, and Panos Cosmatos? And that's our that's just that's just pick our top three first. I I do like that, but I do want to say one thing. Yeah. How's about a best newcomer category? Because it's something that I feel like award show should have. Yeah. And again, I don't think it does what the best animated picture does. Yes. Okay. I don't. I don't think it's a slight just to say these are the best people who we don't know yet or we don't know as well. Um, yeah. I would put Panos in there. I would. Lynn Ramsey has actually been around for a while, but I would put her in there. Um, I would put Chloe Zhao. Um, yeah, Chloe and, Zhao. Yeah, Chloe yeah. Zhao. If, if we're like, again, I feel like it's like if I I I done for that I probably maybe put uh, Boots Riley in that in the running for that because that's his first movie. Um, yeah. Uh, David Diggs for Blind Spotting. Oh, he directed that. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty okay. sure he directed that. I'm I'm instantly more interested <laughs> if I had known that yeah. before I actually 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Carlos yeah. Lopez Estrada. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. He he no. Carlos it, Lopez Estrada directed. He it. did write the screenplay. Him and Rafael Rafael yeah. Casal. So no, that yeah. I mean I can see I can see yeah. how those two. But that again, yeah, that's and, and Rafael, Rafael Casal is the other lead. So okay, so the two the two, the two leads of the movie wrote it. Yeah. That's yeah, that is actually far more interesting to me yeah. now that I know that. Um yeah, that goes a long way. Um but yeah, no, I would definitely put them in there. So if if we're gonna if we wanted to break this up and not be so and not really try to like pick three out of this incredible list of directors, yeah, I would I would make a best newcomer category. Yeah. Um, if, uh, if like a like, best newcomer from like our point of view not best first movie which i feel like if the oscars were to do that i wish it would have been it i wish it was first best first movie actually uh fair maybe like like do something oh. where that's like you can only you can only do that if you're not member of the academy or if you're and if you're uh you can only submit once you know yeah, I mean, like, so... So that, when, like, a student a student film wouldn't be considered yeah. first, like, like, a, like in the case of Koizao, that would be, the writer would be considered. Like, so, like, when Panos first started making movies in English, um, I would consider his first English movie yeah. that. That's, that's what I would pick. Yeah. Um, just because he's making his movie for a different audience at that point. Um, yeah. On the whole, on the wide, in you know, in terms of wider audience, um, so I mean, because not many people speak Greek anymore, um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, <laughs> or not Panos, uh, I'm not, I'm confusing my Greek people. Uh, the director of the favorite is who I mean to say, um, but yeah, uh, okay. So did did we want to actually add the newcomer or first movie category to our thing or because uh, we don't know. have to we can do that a, yeah no maybe next year next year that's, yeah next year okay and think about it like in more in depth because now i feel like i'm just gonna miss a bunch of stuff. right fair. Um, that's totally fair um okay so okay let, let's cut some stuff because i feel like so uh, mm-hmm. uh, Chloe Zhao, I love the writer. I think she did something incredible. I talked about it, about it uh, on our top ten episode. Like it's a movie mm-hmm. about uh, dealing with brain damage and just trying to live through it. Uh, starring people who basically live through it, and it's done in such a beautiful way it's it's uh, definitely worth watching um uh how can i cut something from this list it's it's too good yeah, yeah. uh okay uh, i think we can cut suspiria right yes 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 because i'll say one thing that movie's like twenty minutes too long. <laughs> sure, twenty minutes <laughs> of like old man. Yes. Um, well, not even that. It's just like there's stuff where 
okay, I get it that you're trying to hold on this shot for a really long time, but you don't need to hold that long. <laughs> like it's it's little things that they could yeah. do really. But maybe, maybe like that's that's probably way that was really effective in theater, and maybe like I feel like that's the type of thing yeah. that maybe watching at home I'm more bored with. But I saw it in mm. like in the theater, I never felt it that well. Yeah, also, the movie could have ended after old man Tilda Swinton finds out what happened to her wife. Um, they yeah. could have just cut there. And yeah. there's like a whole other five minutes after that that we don't need. <laughs> um, even though they're a good five minutes, it's like, do that in Suspiria yeah. 2 or whatever, you know, because presumably they're going to do some sort of follow-up yeah. if, if they think it did well enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. I think uh, Roma is an accomplishment, uh, but I, yeah. feel, I don't feel like it hangs for both of us, so I'm cutting it. Yeah, yeah, I, and I think I, yeah, I am rooting for Roma to win the Oscars. I think it's an incredible right. film. I put it really high on my list. It's well deserved. Uh, I think the directing is the part that matters the most, actually. I'm trying. I'm convincing myself to let it stay on that list, but I feel like I don't know. I feel like there's three that we both together like more than, than yeah. Roma. And I'll say this, I, and I might be wrong. In a couple years, I don't know if that's the Quran movie that people are gonna remember. Um, I think people will still be talking yeah. about Gravity. I think people will be talking about Children of Men. I don't know if they'll still be talking about Roma. Um, but uh, I'd love to be yeah. proven wrong on that. I don't so. know. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Widows is great. No. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not there yet. <laughs> I'm not there yeah, yet. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what <laughs> you mean. Um, uh, okay, so here's the thing. I- I'll tell you right now. Fuel Street's going to get very far in our best picture talk. Like, it might yeah. get into the top three. So I'm comfortable cutting it here. If that makes sense. Sure. I'm not saying sure. we need to, but I'm okay with it if we need to cut it here. So that's... Okay, it, okay. We... So, like, let's do the opposite. If you had to pick one, what is it of this list? Like, one that's sick for best director. First performed. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. So first oops. So first reformed is in the top three for sure, because I absolutely agree on that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, My next one, um, and it it kills me to say this, and this is a cut. I would cut Mandy. Um you sure? I, I can't. I you keep on talking. Keep on trying to tell me not to. But I you sure because no, because I I put Mandy here and not on best picture. You know? Okay. Right? Because right? yeah. no, no, you're right. Mandy you're feels right. like because when I think about directing, I think about all the pieces that we talked about before with the editing and the sound and all that and all yeah. that fitting together in a, 
and a director making sure all those elements fit together and create something that has like a cohesive vision that feels like his. And okay, First yeah. Reform feels like Paul Schrader's from beginning to end. And uh, yeah. I think I think uh, Panos Cosmatos is the only person in the world who could have made Mandy. Agree. And I think and Mandy is incredible for it. Okay, yes, yes, absolutely. Okay, so then then my next one would be um Lynn Ramsey. Um that's my other cut, maybe. Um and I think and again, and this kind of goes okay. to what you're saying. Yeah. I think that deserves best picture more than it deserves best director. Yeah. If that makes sense. Sure. Um yeah yeah definitely. i feel like of all of those that we have left on this list which is like none of the oscar nominated directors i feel like mm-hmm. she's the one that i wish was the most there um yeah but at the same time i i think if we are picking r3 i'm all right cutting her and i yeah yeah okay so we have Paul Schrader and Panos Cosmatos as our two of the three, and we have uh, Alex Garland, Chris McCurry, Steve McQueen, and Barry Jenkins left. Um, in my mind, it's either in my mind, it's if Bill Street could talk, I think. Yeah, that's where I go first, too. Yeah. I, but also, I really want to put Chris McCurry on there because I think he mm-hmm. made something incredible to see this year. To like, if I, if, I, if I had to make a top 100 of best action movies of this decade, yeah. both of his Mission Impossible movies are going on there. Yeah, both for sure. Like they don't fill each other's spots for me, so yeah. You know, if I had really... to make a top a top twenty of this decade, Fallout is on there for. Yes, yes, absolutely, yeah. a- abs- absolutely. So it's like, <laughs> so if we go by the okay, this is this is another <laughs> this is another one where I do kind of wish there was a category specifically for genre directors. Yeah. I would put, Macquarie and Garland on there because what they're doing is different and I would put Mandy on there what they're doing is different from what the other three directors are doing but they're doing it on the same level as those other three directors they're doing it as well and I don't think there's any difference in the level at, at which they are doing it so I guess what I'm saying is I feel like this is a category where yeah. you can have more nominations but yeah um okay 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 i i think i think we put chris mccurry on there just because that movie is is not the script is not the performances it's all like him and tom cruise making amazing things together and making those things happen and i think if i think that deserves that deserves the directing award. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I still think Bill Street is incredible. I think Barry Jenkins is 
maybe the best director of the last three years, right? Yeah. No one has made two movies as good as that, like since he made Moonlight, and even probably in the past like five or six years. Yeah, like I don't even think Coogler yeah. has good of a streak, and I love no. Coogler, but it's not. Yeah. It's it's yeah, it's different. Yeah. It's a different level of yeah. of streak as far as I'm concerned. So yeah, yes. I, I totally agree. I would but, say it's, yeah. Yeah, keep yeah. McCory, and it should be said, in another year, those three that we're about to cut, if we're about to cut them, they would be pop yeah. <laughs> in any other year. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I think that I'm okay with having Paul Schrader as winner and uh, Panos and Chris McCurry as runner-ups. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and Annihilation okay. and Mandy do similar things, so I'm okay with yeah. Annihilation yeah. Uh, not being there. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm, I'm yeah. very happy with this category, and I feel very bad for cutting Bill Street. But yeah. let's move on to the most important category, uh, Best <laughs> Film with a Long Title. Because <laughs> <laughs> there were so many of them yeah. this year. Um, they were so, also really good. So... so yeah. You were never really here. Uh, mission colon impossible dash fallout. <laughs> Night is short walk on girl. Uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse. If Bill Street could talk and how to talk to girls at parties. <laughs> I, I love. Here's the thing: you could set up like a random like title generator <laughs> with these. And it would be it would be hilarious. Yeah. Uh, you were never really Fallout. Uh, you were never really Spider Verse. Uh, if if Bill Street could talk to girls at parties, uh, Spider Man's girls at parties. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Mission Walk On Girl. Um, okay. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, there's no winners here. I, I like how to parties because it's just a full mm. sentence, but also. It's like just the title left of the book, so I don't know. Okay, no, right. it permits mission colon impossible dash fallout <laughs> because well, okay. no other film has two punctuation things in it. I think that on IMDb, a lot of these do have more punctuation, yeah. but yes, this one has two bits of punctuation. Um, if I was gonna, if if we were actually gonna cut things, I would cut Mission Impossible and Spider Man because those add things to the yeah. title that make yeah. them longer than they really are. Yeah, sure. Um, whereas these other movies really are just incredibly, incredibly long. Um, so yeah. Sure. Um, sure. Whatever. I, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. These are the okay. best movies with really long titles. Um, oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, I think we can move on. I don't think we. I think we. Ran that I think people get the joke now at this yeah. point. Yeah. My, my um, favorite movie with a long title is is Pigeon Sat on the Branch Reflecting. <laughs> that's a Swedish movie that's like very weird and worth watching. Uh. But yeah, it has the longest the the movie I like the most the best ratio of movie I like to long ling, uh, long length of the title. All right, uh, so let's do. I will I will read off the best picture winners um, or nominees: uh, Annihilation, The Death of Stalin, You Were Never Really Here, Mission Impossible, Fallout, 
Night is short. Walk on girl. First reformed. Mandy. Sorry to bother you. Widows. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Roma. And if Beale Street could talk. Good year. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we've had the talks. I don't know. I f- okay. I feel like for Best Picture, we can have like more than two runner ups. Yeah, right? definitely. Let's we do can like, have let's yeah, do like four, four yeah. runner ups, one winner. So five movies. Yeah. Um, and I think if Bill Street Could Talk is on that list, I think First um, Reformed is on that list, right? Spider-Verse is in that list. Spider-Verse, yeah, yeah. Spider-Verse is on that list for sure. Um, uh, you Were Never Really Here? Yes. Yeah. And... For me, the last one is like a ninety short walk on girl, but that's mm-hmm. that, that's a movie I feel like you I I I won't don't I wouldn't put on there if, if you haven't seen it because yeah I don't know I've seen some people dislike it so yeah yeah I've, I've noticed the same yeah um hmm. uh, um. So <laughs> maybe we have to go from here. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think maybe that those four are those four are the are this year. Yeah, I would just put I would put Mandy in there just because. Yeah. Why not? Um, and then I would say we have the five, and we don't really need to declare a winner, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but if we need to, I can I can tell you a winner out of those four. Um. It's first reformed, right? Wow, is no, it, it's Spider Verse. It I really like Spider Verse. Okay. That's the thing. It's yeah. Um yeah. I don't know. Those four <laughs> like if if I had to pick four movies from this year to put into a spaceship <laughs> and send to an alien planet, those are the four. Because I think that they encapsulate yeah. they encapsulate everything about pop culture everything that makes pop culture good um and useful um yeah yeah so those four for sure okay uh so we do we just not pick a winner i'm all right with that it's we've been going for like two hours yeah. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. Hour forty. We're. I think we're good. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, I guess my only thing would be. Um, uh, what are some other categories that you think are missing um, from the Oscars? I guess. Um, other yeah. other things in doing this that might have come to you as we were discussing. Yeah. I I I thought a lot about like a, a best. Uh, best like i feel two that come a lot to mind that are like best stunts and best like 
action choreography, like best fight mm -hmm. yeah. choreography. But um, like again, the, the, I don't feel really comfortable talking about those. Yeah. Um, in the same way that like I feel like it's it has to be, uh, you know, sound editors call choosing the nominees for sound editing. I feel like it should be like mm -hmm. ten people choosing the nominees and then watching it for the specific purpose of considering that. Like I feel like I'd probably have you seen the Night Comes from on Netflix? No, not yet. But um Okay, that's like a, a an incredible action movie, probably the most right. violent that I've ever seen. The most violent action film specifically, not anything like the most gory one. Uh but the 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 choreographers are incredible. This so it's like I feel like an award that rewards that and that rewards like Mission Impossible Fallout. Yeah. And other movies of that kind, like the raids, the years those come out, I feel like the, the yeah. that's something that deserves recognition that like uh, the Oscars in their current state don't do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think one that uh, one that sort of came to mind uh is maybe best child actor. Um which is something that I don't, again, I don't think that, that would uh, demean the other categories. Uh, I don't think it really weakens them. And it just, it's just more chances to yeah. give people awards um, in, but in, in a way that it feels respectful. Um, you know, the, the BAFTAs have like a best newcomer yeah. award, actor award. And the director one too, I, I think. I think something like that would benefit the Oscars would benefit from like yeah. not necessarily young, but it like it has to be young, but mm -hmm. also like uh not necessarily rewarding a specific performance. If you want to reward a specific performance, it's like in a specific in like the movie in the actress it's award itself. Because when we do get it like a child actor has like a that gets that nomination, it has a lot more weight. And I feel like yeah. in the same way, when you we get like animation, an animation award, you don't get animated movies for best picture. So the same could happen with like if you have like a a, a child actor award. True, true, true. I, I do think that's that's accurate. Um, yeah. But also at the same time, Melissa Simmons doesn't actually get supporting actor noms, and I feel like it's it's a situation where she should um and the, and another sort of category for actors sort of along the same line and it's the same idea as the best sequence category which is just like i guess best best like acting moment like i, I don't want to say best cameo but kind of that like best best one-off best actor who came in for 10 minutes stole it and then walked off because what happens yeah. a lot of those people get best supporting um and i don't think it should be that way <laughs> i think that there should be a separate award for that and best supporting can actually go to supporting actors yeah. who truly do support the movie um but we can still give awards to those again people who come in for 10 minutes uh you know robert de niro shows up for 10 minutes at the end of a movie and they give him best supporting um 
even though he has nothing really to do with the actual plot or circumstances of the movie behind outside of his individual scene. Um, I don't know why I use that example, but I feel like that's happened a lot where <laughs> people have talked about him getting award nominations or he was nominated when he had nothing to do with the movie on the whole. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's another category that I think would be interesting at the least. So let's just read through the, the awards we gave and then uh, do plugs. Yeah. So um, best score and soundtrack, uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, uh, Mandy and Suspiria, uh, best cinematography, um, what did we give it to? <laughs> if Bill Street could talk, right? Yeah, widows and Roma. We should have marked what we wanted to mark. We didn't. Um, yes, yeah. uh, Beale Street, good talk. Yes, yeah. uh, that's that's who we gave the award yeah. to. Yeah, best screenplay. Um, um, if Beale Street could talk, runner up, Death of Stalin and Annihilation. Uh, uh, best supporting actor, actress, uh, Elizabeth Becky. Did we give her a winner or Tilda Swinton? It was one of the two. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like bad at this. Uh, yeah, I I think we gave it to Tilda. Sure, uh, let's give it to Tilda. I, <laughs> I think they both deserve it, but yeah. Um, uh, uh, Michael B. Jordan, he won Best Supporting Actor. Um, and Adam Driver and Daniel Kaluuya both have our runner-ups for yeah. Black Klansmen and Widows, respectively. Um, best actress, uh, uh Olivia Coleman, runner ups, Takuda Johnson and Yalitza Aotsio. Um, best actor, uh, Nicolas Cage for Mandy, runner ups, uh, Joaquin Phoenix and Ethan Hawke. Um, best spectacle, uh, The Italy Fight and Aquaman, uh, Runner-ups, The Bear and Annihilation and The Bathroom Fight for Mission Impossible Fallout. Uh, best Dramatic Scene, uh, uh, Puerto Rico from Bill Street. Uh, Runner-ups, uh, The Delivery in A Quiet Place and The Reveal in Sorry to Bother You. Um, best Ensemble, uh, The Favorite, one Runner-ups, uh, The Death of Stalin and Window Widows. Uh, best Director, Paul Schrader. Runner-up, uh, Panos Cosmatos and Christopher McQuarrie. And uh, Best Picture, You Were Never Really Here, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, First Reformed, and If Bill Street Could Talk. So those four. I, <laughs> mine is First Reformed, yours is Spider-Man. Uh, yeah. I'd be all right with if like any of those four. I'm all right with all of those four, so... Yeah, it'd be great if uh, more than one of them was nominated for Best Picture. Um, yeah. That'd be, that'd be you know fantastic. What? It'd be great if one of them. Right. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I just want to invite people listening also tell us what you would have picked. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let us know. Like, what what, what are your picks? Yeah, you can. Um, uh, email yeah. us at uh, losharo podcast at gmail.com. Uh, mm -hmm. You can tweet at me at I'm at Isayer. 
right. just tell me what you think. Yeah. Do and, not tweet uh, us giant threads, though, or <laughs> or do um, I don't know. I'll answer. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'll just watch. Um, but yeah, no, tell us. We we really want to know. This is the kind of thing that we want to know. What where where you think we're wrong? I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, um, yeah. Let us know. Um, and let us know what picks you really think like deserve to be on the actual Oscar yeah. list as well. Like, where do you think they screwed up big time? So yeah, yeah. Let us know. Uh, your plugs. Uh, before we have, uh, yeah, I said tweet at me on Twitter. I'm at EC. Uh, that's about it for now. All right. Um, y'all listen to the Phantom Zone, presumably, if you're listening to this. So, Monster Mash podcast comes out every single month at the end of the month, usually, or whatever the nearest holiday is. Um, if we can get the episode recorded by that time. <laughs> um, so yes, uh, that's, uh, that's when that happens. It's me and Hunter Davenport and a guest breaking down monsters, basically. Uh, movies picked by the guests, uh, usually something that they really love or something that they've always meant to see. So go give that a... A look, a review, subscribe, all, all that thing. Share with your friends. Let us know how you feel about the show. Um, yeah, that's my plugs. Oh, also, and uh, this is the flagship of the Lost Haro Podcast Network. So go listen to all those shows as well. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, Fuck all, Emmerich. Hey.